Blog Talk Radio. by the Appleseed Project, and the Appleseed Project is an offshoot of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, an organization devoted to honoring the founders, honoring their men and women uh, who made sacrifices throughout uh, the history of the Revolutionary War, and by remembering, we honor them. The Appleseed Project is dedicated to... uh, to ensuring that the uh, that rifle marksmanship does not fade away, rifle marksmanship and safety. We provide rifle marksmanship courses to uh, men, women, children, and the reason we do it is to ensure that the uh, that the practice of rifle marksmanship does not disappear and. Uh, what we do is while we have folks there instructing them in rifle marksmanship, and we have one of the best rifle marksmanship courses uh, in the country that teaches fundamental rifle marksmanship. <clears throat> when we have folks there, we give them a big dose of American history, starting at uh, April 19, 1775. That's the day that this nation was born, that uh, men and women stood in ranks together in order to defend their freedom, their rights, their liberty. We can't give the the folks a full eight years of the, the history of the Revolutionary War, let alone uh, a full uh, recitation 
of the history of the uh, the men and women, the American patriots, uh, who stand in an unbroken line from 18 from uh, April 19, 1775 to today, a full 234 years of history. But we can get folks started by giving them uh, the beginnings of that date of the uh, of what occurred on April 19, 1775. All right, we still have a lot of events coming up, and we have a lot of events that occurred over the last uh, weekend, some really great uh, events, and we had a first. We had the uh, female-only shoot in uh, Wayland, Iowa, and it turned out to be a really great event. Uh, quite a few uh, women showed up. They uh, banded together, and they taught each other rifle marksmanship. And when I say that uh, we're going to instruct you in rifle marksmanship, I don't mean that uh, when you leave that you're going to say, okay, now I know uh, which end the projectile comes out. What I mean is that when you get through with an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship two-day clinic, you will be able to manipulate your rifle better than 99.99% of American firearms owners, uh, let alone the rest of the Americans who don't even own or uh, or use a firearm, but you will be able to uh, work your rifle the way it was meant to be, and you'll be on the path to teaching yourself and learning uh, the rest of what it takes to become a rifleman. A rifleman isn't just 210 or above on the AQT. There's a lot, lot more to it. <clears throat> All right, coming up. This next weekend, we have uh, Bonfield, Illinois, June 6th and 7th. Boulder, Montana, June 6th and 7th. Davila, Texas, right here in Davila, June 6th and 7th. Uh, Fremont, Missouri, June 6th and 7th. Kilimere, Wyoming, June 6th and 7th. Newcastle, Wyoming, June 6th and 7th. Searsboro, Iowa, June 6th and 7th. Shy Oxton, Wisconsin, June 6th and 7th. Bates City, Missouri, June 13th and 14th. Canton, uh, also listed as Minerva, Ohio, June 13th and 14th. Castle Rock, Washington, June 13th and 14th. Evansville, Indiana, June 13th and 14th. Montpellier, Virginia, June 13th and 14th. Sacramento, California, June 13th and 14th. Tacoa, Georgia. June 13th and 14th. Jackson, Wyoming, June 13th and 14th. Uh, Athol, Massachusetts, June 20th and 21st. Bennington, Vermont, June 20th and 21st. Casper, Wyoming, June 20th and 21st. Corona, California, June 20th and 21st. Corpus Christi, Texas, June 20th and 21st. Lafayette, Indiana, June 20th, 21st. Ottawa, Illinois, June 20th and 21st. Peru, California, June 20th, 21st. New Bremen, New York, June 20th, 21st. Ramsar, North Carolina, June 20th and 21st. That's our home range in Ramsar. Stinson, uh, West Virginia, June 20th and 21st. Osage Beach, Missouri, June 20th and 21st. Dalton, New Hampshire, June 25th and 26th. This is a 
Thursday and Friday event. Thursday and Friday, June 26th, 25th, and 26th. Albuquerque, New Mexico, June 27th and 28th. Clover, Cloverdale, Indiana, June 27th and 28th. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, June 27th and 28th. Now, there's a Greensburg, Kentucky event listed for June 28th, 27th, and 28th. That one's been moved. Uh, it'll come up on a prior uh, scheduling, but it's been moved for now. So the Greensburg, Kentucky, June 27th and 28th has been moved. Kilmere, Wyoming, June 27th and 28th. Monroe, Washington, June 27th and 28th. Oxford, also listed as uh, Wichita, Kansas, June 27th and 28th. And Perrier, Tennessee, June 27th and 28th. Those are the shoots this month. That's a whole stack of them. <clears throat> now, now you're listening to the uh, to the events I've just listed, and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, i got to get to one of those. What, what do I do now? What's my next move? I'll tell you what it is. You go to appleseedinfo.org. Appleseedinfo, one word, dot org. That'll take you to the uh, Appleseed Project's homepage. Once you get on the homepage, then you'll go to the uh, upper left corner, and you'll see Appleseed there. You click on that, and that will bring down a, a pull-down menu. Uh, from that menu, you will see Schedule. Click on Schedule, and that will pull up the, uh, the event schedule uh, from the AppleseedInfo.org homepage. Now, on that schedule... See the uh, uh, the different listings for events there. Now you find the location that you want, and when you do, there's two hot links next to that, both in blue. One says information. The information link will take you to the uh, the information page that lets you know any special information about that event, uh, the location, how to get there, uh, any special things that you'll need, etc. The other one. The other hot link, the other blue hot link, it says register. Now, that's an important one because if you decide you want to go to uh, the an event, we need you to pre-register if you can. We need you to pre-register because once you pre-register, that gives us an idea of how many folks are coming to the event. Once we know approximately how many folks are coming, it makes it easier for us in scheduling instructors. Remember, we have events all over the nation. Every weekend we've got an event somewhere in the United States. And that means we're having to uh, make sure that uh, instructors get out to these events. And not just uh, uh, an instructor or two instructors per event. We want to make sure that we have a good ratio of instructors. All right, so we, we need you to give us a hand by pre-registering. You pre-register, that lets us know how much uh, equipment, how much uh, uh, how many how much supplies and stuff we need, and how many instructors that we need to give the heads up to be able to be available at that location, so that we have enough instructors for the shoot. Also, uh, there are quite a few cases. If you go to the scheduling page at AppleseedInfo.org, you'll see that uh, even uh, stretching off into the future, you will see uh, several of the events that say sold out. Okay, they're already sold out. In order to make sure that uh, you have a place on the line, 
you need to pre-register. That makes sure that we get you a place on the line, we get it secured. And if it looks like the event is going to sell out, if it looks like we're going to have more people than what that venue will hold, sometimes, not always, but sometimes uh, we can secure additional space on the line. So, but we won't know to do that unless you pre-register. Okay? So you go to appleseedinfo.org. Go up to the top left um, menu. It says Appleseed. Click on that. Go down to Schedule. Click on that. That will take you to the scheduling page. On the scheduling page, you will find the event at the location and date that you would like to attend. And then you will click on Register, which will take you through to the uh, third-party software we use to schedule the events. Uh, it's a Eventbrite is the name of the software. And that will they will take you to the registration process here. Very easy to do. Nothing complicated about it. It can all be done online very quickly, very easily. And, uh, and voila, you have your space secured on the line. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I want to mention again the uh, Wayland, Iowa shoot, the uh, all-female uh, shoot. It seems like it turned out to be a great event, and I'm, I'm hoping that we will have another one of these soon. The, uh, and I'm hoping also that these ladies will stick together, that they will bond with each other, and they will stick together, and they will use the, uh, the camaraderie uh, that they developed, the, the bonding that they developed at this event, to help them carry through with the seventh step, which is pushing the program forward. We hope that uh, all of these ladies will maintain contact with each other and stay uh, stay together as a group and continue to push uh, to get other uh, women into the program. And uh, I would like to see another uh, all-woman apple seed. I think it's a great idea, a great idea, a great chance for uh, for folks to get a an introduction to the program without the apprehension or the anxiety they may feel that they're going to experience uh, by going to a shoot and having a guy there. I heard that they did have a guy there and that he was very uh, uh, he was very subservient to their needs. So, <clears throat> all right. Uh, let me look here at the, at the switchboard here, make sure that it's up and running. If you want to call in, we welcome your calls here this evening. Uh, the number to call in is 347-308- Eight seven nine zero, and uh, Karen, if you're, I'm sure you're listening. If you can do me a favor and put that uh, back on the chat page, I would appreciate it. But if you'd like to call in three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Now, what I'd like to speak about now is we get guys when we get to uh, to an apple seed event. All right, we're going to uh, on Saturday morning. We're going to meet and greet. We're going to talk about uh, introducing each other, why we're there. We're going to introduce you to what we're going to try and get uh, accomplished at the program. We're going to give you the four safety rules, uh, the six uh, conditions that need to be met in order to have a safe rifle. We're going to give you line commands, and then we're going to bust right into the instructions for the course. And we're going to go through uh, all the different sections of the instruction all day Saturday. Everything that you learn in Appleseed course will fit into one of three file folders. 
All right, the first one is uh, building a stable shooting position. The second one is, uh, is finding your natural point of aim or determining your natural point of aim and shifting it onto the target. And finally, executing the step by the six shots. Everything that we give you is going to be geared up to, to be uh, stuck in one of those three file folders, okay? One of those three file folders, except the seventh step for making the shot. That's going to come to you on Sunday. Normally, we'll give you that at the benediction on Sunday. The seventh step to making the shot. <clears throat> the seventh step is one of the most important steps uh, for making the shot, and that is passing on what you've acquired, what you've learned at the Appleseed event, and taking it on to others. Now, along with that, we've asked you to uh, to become involved in being an American, become involved in uh, in maintaining your own rights and liberties. Uh, become involved in securing your own freedoms. And one of the best ways to do that is by staying in constant contact uh, with your senators and representatives. I think that most of the folks, most Americans do their representatives uh, a serious disservice by not contacting them, by not giving them uh, an idea of their uh, their needs, uh, their wishes, because without without you contacting your representatives and letting them know, they're going to have to wing it. And I'm here to tell you that if you just let them wing it, uh, at least 90% of the time, most of them are going to do things you wish they wouldn't have. But if they don't know, how were they not going to do it? <clears throat> so you owe them and yourself... Uh, the courtesy of letting them know your wants and wishes. And it's a lot easier than you may think. Uh, you can go to any, you can go on the, uh, the web, uh, on any of the search engines, and uh, type in uh, representatives or senators, congressmen, whatever you'd like. It'll take you right to, the, to whatever .gov page you need. You'll get a listing of your uh, national and state representatives, and they'll give you their, uh, their physical address for mailing, their email address, and their telephone numbers. They have to give you the telephone numbers for each of their office. And there will be folks in those offices during normal working hours who are required to answer the phone and to speak with you, answer your questions, listen to your needs and, uh, and your suggestions uh, on uh, what the government, uh, your local and national government should do, and they're required to listen, as long as you maintain a civil tongue and uh, treat them with, uh, with courtesy and respect. <clears throat> uh, they're also doing a hard job, a job that I'm not sure you could uh, pay me enough to do, which is listen to people griping and complaining. But that's what they're there to do, and obviously the, they've found people with uh, nice, strong, leathery ears so get them on the phone, have, your, uh, have the things that you wish to speak to them about, have it written down right then and there, right beside the phone on a pad and pencil, so that uh, you're not stumbling around for it, because you want to make, make your needs, make your wishes uh, very clear to your representative. <clears throat> and then list them out. 
You're not going to speak to your rep when you call. You're not going to speak to your senator, your congressman, uh, any of those guys. And, and neither would you really want to, okay? You're going to speak to the secretary in the office and the st- or one of the staff members. Now, actually, those are the folks who have the real power. Uh, those are the folks who can, who can actually get something done. So it behooves you uh, to treat them politely, to, to, get, uh, to, to, get a, to develop a comfortable, uh, polite, respectful relationship with them. So that even if they don't agree with what you're saying, or if you, can see, if you feel resistance in them, uh, as you're indicating your, your needs and your desires and your wishes for the country or for your state, <clears throat> that they still will give you a polite ear uh, out of courtesy and respect for the relationship that you guys have developed. And uh, when I say develop a relationship, uh, I'm serious about that. I don't mean uh, call up uh, once every six months or once every year, once every two years, and yell at the top of your voice that you're so sick of this and you're so disgusted that you're just going to vote him out of the office. Because, as I said, that's, uh, that's, you're not really giving your representative the benefit of a doubt. Even if you think you know exactly how they're going to vote, here's the story. Your rep- as I've told you many times before, if you're looking for someone else uh, to, uh, to safeguard your rights, your freedoms, your liberties then you're barking up the wrong tree. If you're looking for anyone to be safeguarding your liberties, you're wrong. I'm talking about anyone. When I say anyone, I mean anyone. I mean your, your mother, your father, your best friend, your brother, your son, uh, the milkman, the orthodontist, uh, your physician, uh, your attorney. I don't care who it is. I don't care. I don't. Give, I don't care who it is. No one knows what you need or what you want more than you. No one can make sure that your rights and your liberties are defended, are safeguarded better than you can. Are you going to try to tell me that there is someone in your life that knows how to spend your money better than you do? If that's the case then just have your paycheck sent to them. Because if they know better than you how to spend your money, then you really shouldn't be uh, messing with it. You should be sending it to them. The same thing goes with, uh, with ensuring that your needs are met by your state representatives. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to someone else. Don't think that somebody else is doing it. Don't think that, hey... Uh, I don't have to worry about this because, you know what, I bet Scout's doing it. I bet he's doing it. He's handling it for me. I bet that uh, Fred, you know how Fred is, you know, he's going to get it done. Or uh, that one of your other buddies or, uh, or your dad. My dad, boy, he knows the, uh, the uh, state senators up and down. And uh, he'll get it done. I can trust him. <clears throat> because my answer is going to be no, you cannot. Okay? No, you cannot. You can only trust yourself. And as I said before, no one knows better than you what you need, what you want, what you want the country to do, what you want uh, uh, your answers to specific questions, and, of course, how your money can best be spent. Only you know that. 
and only you can tell your representative that. Unless you, until you do, he is going to be completely ignorant of anything, uh, any of your needs, wants, desires, wishes. So you owe it to him to let him know. All right. Now, what you have, if uh, if your needs are ignored, if your needs are not met, now then you've got something concrete to work on. Yeah, I told him what I needed. He ignored me. He did the opposite anyway. Uh, when I asked him for an explanation, uh, all I got was a hoo-ha and, uh, and nothing. All right, now it's time to do something about it, okay? Now it's time to do something about it. Uh, I'm sure that all through the year, you know, I'm sure most people are no different uh, uh, than me, where I, get, uh, I will get uh, requests for, uh, for money, uh, all the time uh, from the different parties. Okay, everybody wants some money. Give me some money. Give us some money so that we can keep representing you in the haphazard fashion that we have. <clears throat> and uh, and I never just throw them away because they uh, they always come with a return envelope because they want to make sure that if for some reason uh, you had gone insane. And decided to send some uh, money into one of the uh, the candidates who was not doing what you asked them to do. That uh, that you've got the envelope there ready to stuff that currency in and send it into them. And boy, howdy, they know how to spend it for you. Well, the envelope's going to be there, and you can send in you can send that piece of paper back in. I'm not telling you to put money in there. I'm telling you to put your feelings about them asking for money uh, without listening to what you have to say. And you can send that back to them. All right? You can do that along with writing letters. <clears throat> you can take and, uh, and download from plenty of sites uh, the uh, addresses for the representatives, the senators and stuff, and you can send them uh, a hard copy on snail mail. Uh, you can email them. The best thing I would recommend is, number one, calling them, talking to another human, uh, or two, sending them down a written uh, listing of your needs and uh, and wants and wishes. And it doesn't have to be uh, a dissertation. It doesn't have to be uh, a huge paper. It can just be one paragraph. Uh, Dear Senator X, uh, the uh, uh, such and such uh, bill is coming up on so and so. It is my wish that you vote no on this. And then, if you'd like to put in a uh, uh, a paragraph of why, that's fine. But it's not needed. All right, you've told him. I wish you to vote no. Uh, you you have your own reasons for it. Okay, that is not needed. Uh, for him to understand your wishes, okay? He's supposed to represent you, and all that he's required to do to represent you is to find out what your wishes are. Uh, that doesn't mean, I'm not telling you not to put them in there. I'm just telling you for the sake of uh, making it quick, easy, and simple, that that's all you have to do. You pop that letter out. We call it the 60-second letter. You pop that letter off. You put your uh, John Hancock on it, fold it up, put it in the envelope, put place a stamp on Get it in the mail, and it's there. 
make sure that you're doing this, folks. And one of the reasons that I'm going to tell you to do it uh, is because a lot of folks say, listen, I'm not going to get involved in this because they're not listening to me. They're not doing the things I want, uh, and I'm just one person. I'm just one person. How am I going to fix anything? Well, the answer is because so many folks will not uh, will not yeah, even think about calling that you actually represent more than one person. You represent more than one person. They actually have software, guys, that's developed to figure this out, to figure out the ratio of how many folks you represent. Because nobody will call in. Nobody will uh, talk to their reps. So they know that if there's one call, then that might represent actually 10,000 uh, of their constituents. Because they've uh, figured out that only, say, depending on how they vote, only one in uh, 10,000, one in 20,000 constituents actually will call in. All right? So now you've just got a big promotion. Your call, which you thought was just uh, representing you, yourself, one person, is actually representing between uh, 1,000 and uh, 40,000 people. So don't think that you're just one person. And even if you were, you're one person who is actually representing the government yourself. If you look at that document, we, the people of these United States, we are the government. They are our representatives. We are the government. They are there to do our bidding. They're there to follow our wishes and implement our decisions. It's not the other way around. They are there to serve us. We are not their servants. They are there to serve at our leisure. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, Funfailer from the FC program. He's called in, and uh, I'm going to put him on the line. He's going to speak to us for, for a few minutes there. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Hey, uh, th- thanks for getting me in, Scout. i got to check out in just a couple minutes and okay. go off go off and earn the wife's paycheck. Um, but we uh, we got a, a good friend of ours, uh, Will Christensen. He's a, a buttshot Comanche on, on the forum. Real good guy. Right, he right. was worth uh, doing great things out in Utah. But he's uh, he's also uh, the president of the Independent American Party. And I had a, a long conversation with him on the phone the other day, and he pointed out some stuff. He sent me some stuff to look at. And uh, what was amazing to me is uh, we talk about, oh, I'm just one person. I can't do, uh, I won't have much impact and all this other stuff. He said that they've been looking at the uh, uh, the voting of, of members of Congress. And he said, uh, he said that the pro-freedom members of Congress appears to be about 10 to 15%. He said, and if you look at the, the, uh, the other end of the spectrum, those that uh, would, would just assume we have no freedoms, uh, they're about the same percent. He said, so we got this vast middle who are those people who just really don't care. They don't have an, an ideology that they uh, uh, cling to. They don't have a, a reason to be there other than their self-serving reasons. They want their limos, the good parkings, and all that fun stuff. Um, so they are the folks that can be swayed because all they're going to do is vote however they think they need to to stay in office. And then he goes on and he says, hey, let's look at what it would take to influence some of these folks. And uh, they did a, um, another study, and they said that they, uh, they, they determined that 64% uh, 
uh, of the politicians in office currently at the national level. Uh, uh, 64% of them vote 40% or greater for pro-liberty items. And uh, most of those actually vote 50% or greater. And so the, the point is, is that it takes very few people to actually tip them over the scales to the point of voting for pro-liberty stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of on that cusp anyway, and it's, it's just a little bit of a push. So right. all, they, all they need is just a, a confirmation that they're on the yeah. right track and that they've got, the, they've got the folks ready and ready to back them up and let them know that they are doing the right thing and we're 100% behind you, so go, guys, go. And they're saying, and they're saying that they're seeing results with these, 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 these folks that, are, are, that can be influenced. They're seeing results with as few as 50 people dedicated to just writing a letter saying, hey, I want you to support this bill or not support. 50 people in a whole district. I mean, we're talking uh, a district full of, I don't know what these folks represent, 70, 80, 90,000 people, maybe more. And 50 people can have an influence. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if we just, if if we as freedom-loving Americans just had uh, uh, some folks that would get together on a, on a regular basis, a weekly basis, and say, hey, these are the issues that we're going to write about this week, and it could easily uh, balloon into 50 to 100 people within a district in a, in a fairly quick amount of time. And like I said, there's plenty of organizations out there uh, that, that can help you on whatever your issue is. Google your issue, and uh, there's a right. group there that's willing to watch that issue for you, send you an email alert when there's a bill that's, that's, that needs to be watched. And uh, exactly Gun Owners right. of America yeah, Gun America does, uh, of America do, do a great job. <clears throat> GOA, Gun Owners of America does it for, uh, for most of the Second Amendment rights. So does uh, for here in Texas. Uh, the Texas State Rifle Association is hard, exactly. hard on it. Yeah. So, yeah, and exactly. what, what, what Stacy's saying is just exactly what I've been telling you. And whenever I tell you that uh, I've talked to the folks there, and when I tell you that they actually have software uh, that's, uh, uh, that's been developed so they can tell how many people you represent, I'm not kidding. And you don't just represent yourself. It, it only takes a handful, just like he was just saying, 50 folks, 50 folks get together, they all make their, uh, they all make their wishes known, and, uh, and that will decide an issue. Uh, I mean, that's, that's exciting, and it's also very dangerous, because it can go the other way, too. If you're not well, there on the line, if you're not defending your wishes, your, uh, your needs, your rights, and the other side gets 50 people who are willing to put you in the dumpster, then that's where you're going to end up. Well, and there's a lot of power in the hands of the voters, and the people are, are we are conditioned to think that we're helpless, the politicians are so far away, they don't listen to us. I mean, how many times do you hear people say, oh, they don't listen to us? Oh, they absolutely listen to us, because we are the ones that are going to ensure that they get their, their limos, they get their corporate junkets, we're the ones that ensure that they get, uh, uh, you know, the extra apartment in Washington, D.C. for their niece. Uh, you know, we're the ones that are going to make sure that they get all that stuff because that's what that's what they care about. They could care less about uh, anything else. I mean, they don't. Most of these politicians do not hold uh, anything dear on, on a principled level. They hold their limousine as a, as a principled level, and that's it. So I, I need to check out because I got to go uh, go do my thing. And um, but thanks for getting me on, Scout. I just wanted to relay those numbers because I was shocked at how 
how close we are to tipping the scale to the positive. And oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the whole point of uh, Will and his uh, Independent American Party, his, the effort of that, is, is to try to tip things to the positive versus always being on the defensive. So, Well, I've, I've, I've known that for quite a while, but when, when you and I talked about that the other night, and it's always, always, always comforting, reassuring, and exciting to get firsthand accounts uh, of the reality of it, the fact that it really does work. You getting on the phone with your congressman, your representative, uh, or their, their staff, rather, and making your wishes known is a definite power for power that you have. Okay, thanks, Stacy. Hey, thank you, sir. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. You know, you hear us, uh, you hear us harping on this uh, constantly. Uh, at least me. Uh, I know that I do, and I hear uh, all the rest of the folks do it. And the only reason I don't uh, hear more is because I can't be at all the shoots. Now, one thing is that uh, Appleseed is not a uh, a any kind of an organization uh, whose uh, job is to get involved in any kind of political uh, discussions whatsoever. Uh, we're never going to tell you uh, you should vote for this person or that person because that's none of my business. That's none of our business. You vote for who you think you should vote for. Once again, no one can tell you who you're supposed to vote for. Only you know who is right and who is uh, who is going to get your needs met, who's going to get your uh, your wishes met. Uh, we're never going to tell you to vote Republican, uh, Democrat, Libertarian, nothing. Okay? Uh, personally, I think that most of the politicians uh, in most of the parties uh, are uh, are very self-serving, but that's okay, all right, because that just gives you more power, all right. If they, when they are worried just about keeping their uh, their feather beds and the limos and everything else, then they will do. They will treat your request uh, with more consideration because they want to keep that feather bed. All right? So we're not going to tell you who to vote for, what issues to vote on. That's not our job, okay? Our job is to tell you that you, as a citizen of this country, as an actual member of the government of this country, that is your sacred obligation to ensure that you become involved in it, okay? Make sure that you become involved in your government, <clears throat> in making your needs uh, and your wishes uh, known to your representatives. Just like he was saying, those folks up in Washington, uh, those nameless, faceless folks in, at, in some cases, they are not the government. You are the government. You are the government. They are merely there to represent your wishes, your needs. You have to make them known, though, for them to, to, to take any action on it. And now that I've told you that each one of you guys actually represents thousands of other voters, that should really psych you. That should really gear you up. You should be uh, uh, have one window open with a chat room and the other window open with uh, a .gov finding out who you can get on the phone with tomorrow, who that you can, uh, make, you can make your needs and wishes known to. Uh, it's very, very important. Uh, the problem with, uh, with most Americans is they always think someone else is taking care of this. Someone else is going to safeguard my liberties and rights, right? Somebody else is going to make sure that I'm okay because it would be ridiculous 
if they didn't, it would be ridiculous if they just let a bill go through that, uh, that was going to limit free speech. It would it'd be ridiculous if they let a bill go through that was going to, uh, uh, that was going to in some way or other, affect one of my rights, right? It would be ridiculous, but guess what? It happens every single day. Every single day it happens. Okay, so you will have to make sure that you uh, are in constant vigilance over these rights, over these uh, these issues that are coming up. And uh, an apple seed, as it's in its intended function, is not an organization that's going to sit there and point out the different icebergs to you. Oh, look out, guys. Here comes Bill, House Bill, XYZ. We've got to do something about it. Okay, that's not our job, all right? That's your job as a member of the United States government. That's your job to take care of that. Our job is to say, hey, wake up, government person. Wake up and do your job. That's what we do. We get you to wake up, get out there, get online, and uh, when I say online, I don't mean computer online. I mean get in line, get in ranks with the rest of your fellow Americans who are uh, doing their job in uh, safeguarding their liberties and their rights. Get in line with them and get your job done, okay? We're not going to keep pointing out the iceberg because at Appleseed, our, our hope, our goal is not to, to attack the separate and individual icebergs and try to sink them one at a time. Our job is actually to turn up the heat, to change the climate of the nation so that the icebergs do not form in the first place. And that would be an easy thing to do because, as I said, most people, most people believe the way that you folks were listening to. Most people say, you know what, uh, the Second Amendment is a good thing. Uh, freedom of speech is a good thing. Uh, all of my rights are a good thing. And they just automatically assume that it's being watched over because, well, who in their right mind would let this uh, would, would would let these rights, uh, these freedoms, these liberties, uh, be uh, whittled away or destroyed? But they don't make it known. They don't uh, get together of one mind and let it be known. If they did, then the weather, the temperature of the nation would go up 25 degrees. No, no, no iceberg would ever form because the uh, person trying to make the iceberg would understand it was instant death for them to do so. And that's our goal, is to make sure that there are enough people awakened that that doesn't happen. And how do we do it? By building a huge machine, a huge Paul Revere machine. That's what we do. <clears throat> we get folks to shoot, we teach them to shoot. I'm telling you, we, got, we have an A, number one, fantastic program of rifle marksmanship instruction. Uh, it, uh, it is an absolutely fantastic program. All right, and while they're there, we say, hey, remember that you're an American, and remember what you're supposed to do as an American, all right? And we're going to keep building the machine until we have millions of folks who are awake, millions of folks who say, uh, you know what, I'm going to do my duty today. I'm going to 
perform my sacred obligation to the country by safeguarding these rights, by safeguarding the freedoms and liberties left to me, left in my trust by the Founding Fathers. The Founding Fathers said, we do this not for ourselves, but our posterity. That's us. They did it for us. Now is our time to say, we will safeguard these liberties, these rights, and these freedoms, not for us, but for our posterity, so that we're not the last generation that enjoys these rights, these freedoms, these liberties, that enjoys the benefits of this absolutely phenomenal experiment in liberty. All right, I want to bring Mark Alonso on the air. He was just at uh, uh, the shoot at College Station, and I asked him to call in and give a uh, give a report on the shoot there. Uh, I'm not going to give away any of the exciting stuff that happened. I'm just going to say, howdy, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. How are you? Just dandy. Good. Well, um, I came on a little late. I'm actually traveling right now, so I haven't been able to hear the show. I just came in on the tail end of your uh, uh, talk about people writing into their representatives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh by no means am I a person who's in the know, but over the years I've volunteered for different campaigns. And I know back in 94 here in Houston, the district I was in, I was uh, uh, volunteering for a congressman who, uh, he won, so that was a good thing. And I noticed the people, the regulars there in the office, they were counting everybody who called in and wrote as 250 voters. Right. So, yeah, and, and you know, five, six, seven people uh, calling in, that's a lot of votes right there. So you're exactly. absolutely right. Uh-huh. Exactly. But anyhow, uh, difference. Well, give us a give us a rundown on the uh, on this last weekend. Okay. Uh, went to College Station. That was my first shoot over there, and man, it was great. Uh, it was good because we had a bunch of uh, shooters out there with positive attitudes, and I had Sleepy Joe out there. He was a great instructor, just like Pop. You know, give him all the hard work that I don't want to do, and he'll do it, you know, with a smile, and he'll do a good job, too. So I was really fortunate to have Joe out there. And uh, I think we started off with about 16 people the first day, maybe a little more, a little less. I I don't have my notes with me, but it was a good shoot. The weather was nice, but really hot, no wind blowing. And uh, by the end of the first day, we fired one AQT, and we had a couple people knocking on the door already and, and several people just shoot, shooting really well, uh, a lot of improvement. Our second day, by the close of the day, we had three new riflemen out there. And all three stated they wanted to become a part of the program. Two of them have already gotten online and uh, contacted me, and they want to know what's next. So they're very excited. To, I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, they're excited. They're pumped up, and I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to get them online. And uh, you know, heck, we might have College Station run it itself soon. And when we did close the day, at the end of the day with those three riflemen, we still had several other people really with a lot of improvement. Uh, folks knocking on the door. There was a lady there. Uh, I think her. It's, it's Michelle, not Michael. Great improvement there. She was stoked about it. A young man named Tay was out there, and he was just getting into the shooting game, so he was having fun there, 
but he was telling me what a great program it was, and he was there because he just loves he likes the history, and he you know he believes he being a patriot he should be there, and he's right. So uh, it, it was a, a really really good shoot. Uh, what about what uh, what special thing happened? Uh, special thing. Mike got to help me on that one. Okay. Well, he uh, he uh, right before you get to the. Uh, to the range uh, at uh, Steve's property. You have to go across oh, this yeah. uh, this big, uh, uh, long wooden bridge. Well, I say long. It's not long. It's uh, probably only about two car lengths, uh, and it's only about 20 feet off the ground. But it's a old wooden bridge, no sides or anything else. And I heard that you guys had a certain ceremony where the bridge actually got renamed. That's right. The uh, property owner, Steve, uh, he posted a sign up there, and it's the North Bridge now. Uh, I took some pictures of it. I'm having some trouble posting. I'll figure that out. I spoke with you about that. So hopefully I can get these pictures up there. But, yes, it's the North Bridge and the three riflemen had their photos taken on it. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you, oh, and you know, picture, I'm going to post it. It's, gr- it's great. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, well, you've been to College Station. Uh, if anybody comes down here, after you've made your trip to the villa, you've got to go down to the College Station. That's a really nice range as well. Yeah, he got he put in a great deal of cash uh, to get that range set up, and uh, he did a great job on it. And uh, we've had uh, let's see, this is the third shoot there. I did the first two shoots, and uh, they were both uh, heavy range shoots there, and that let the road get completely uh, muddy and soggy and rutted up, which is a good thing because the uh, the very next day. He brought in uh, loads of uh, heavy rock and gravel. Got to place them directly into the ruts and hammer them and roll them out and down. So the road is nice and hard now. Uh, the 25-meter uh, the range has been uh, bladed and dozed out very nicely. And then uh, he's got the actual uh, actual distance range, which actually runs out to 1,000 uh, yeah. meters. Uh, but we just used the first uh, 500 of it. But it's a great uh, setup there, great range. Steve, personally, is a great guy. And uh, I highly recommend that location. And we're really working hard to try and get a local crew. Uh, for all the shoots, we're trying to do that, is get folks that, uh, that, are, that are local to the, uh, the designated Appleseed ranges, or to any range, really, so that... You don't have to uh, take off and drive all day and all night to get to an event. All you got to do is say, hey, honey, I'm going to the range now, and I'll be home for lunch, or uh, I'll be home after the shoot, and no problem, 15, 20, 30 minutes at the most driving. And that uh, reduces the hardship on you as far as money, driving to and from, time spent away from your family. And it allows you to develop relationships with folks from the neighborhood, with folks from that area, from College Station, uh, uh, Brian, from those areas there that uh, that are close to you, because that's what you want. You want the relationships with folks uh, who are close around there to you. <clears throat> well, it sounds like a great shoot. What's the next one? What do you got uh, coming up next on your uh, schedule? Well, you know, uh, hey, can you hear me, Scout? Yes, sir. Okay, I thought we broke up. So. All right, anyhow, uh, next is this month, June, I'm 
taking off, spending some time with the family. And uh, in late June, we're going to California. And, you know, it just so happens we're going to be in Los Angeles, and I think Birdman has a, a boot camp in Piru, so I may have to sneak off for a day or two and uh, see if I can go over there and get a little apple seed in California and then get back with the family again. I don't know how well that's going to go over, but nah, I don't think she'll mind. Oh, no. I'm sure she would love it. You can just say, honey, we're going to go to Disney World. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll buy her a day at the spa or something, you know, and I'll take off the apple seat. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Uh, okay, uh, Dinky, I think that you're listening. Uh, if you want to call in and talk about uh, the Wayland sheet, that would be great. Or uh, anybody else who is... Uh, uh, who is who was at the event, or who uh, was at a shoot this weekend? Go ahead and give us a call here. You can call in at three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and uh, that goes for you, Ed, too, because uh, I want you to put out the uh, the date for the New York IBC and uh, Appleseed that'll be coming up next month. We'd like to get uh, quite a few folks, uh, as many as we can, to that one. And we want to get, uh, I'll have to switch the pages here in a second and get, uh, I want to pull up the, here we go, pull up the schedule for the the boot camps the rest of the year. If you want to become an Appleseed instructor, there there are many ways to do it. Uh, You can uh, go on the trail, you uh, come to an Appleseed event first, go through the event, then you can make your decision on whether or not it's for you. And if it is, and if you shoot riflemen, then uh, you walk up to the instructor and say, listen, I think this is something that that I feel very strongly about and I want to come become involved in this. I'd like to become an instructor. They'll hand you the orange hat then, and you can start going to events and uh, instructing, learning as you go. And you can do it that way. Uh, but if that if that's the only way you can do it, that's that's the way you do it. It takes a while, and uh, and it's kind of hard on you, and uh, because you need to make a lot of events, and uh, it just takes a lot longer. There's going to be questions that you have, and questions from attendees uh, that uh, you would like to answer, but you're not going to be able to at first, just because you don't have the uh, the amount of knowledge needed, uh, or you haven't been told how to instruct a certain technique or how to uh, to impart the, the skills to an attendee. Well, there's another way, there's a couple of other ways to fix that. One is, the best one that I'm going to suggest to you is going to a rifleman's boot camp. All right, that's an eight-day event. Uh, you'll go, you'll arrive on a Sunday, uh, and you'll begin on the Sunday morning, and then you will go through uh, several days of rifle marksmanship instruction, ensuring that you know how to shoot, and uh, that you can do it, uh, that you can hit that rifleman score uh, consistently. And then as you're doing that, you'll also be learning uh, the uh, the fine points of how to instruct uh, those skills, how to impart them to others. And then uh, you'll have uh, several days of classroom uh, at the same time where you're learning, where we're going to teach you uh, the classroom skills, ballistics, uh, target detection, uh, inches and minutes and clicks, how do you teach that, on and on. And then uh, you'll be giving a uh, a day Friday 
of that week, you'll be uh, in a mock apple seed, and that's where uh, you will uh, you'll go through just like a regular apple seed, uh, and you'll be instructing your buddies on it on how to uh, instruct an apple seed, and then the Saturday and Sunday at the end of that, that will be an open apple seed, and uh, you will then be instructing at that event. So you get the whole uh, package wrapped up in one tight, uh, tasty little uh, thing there where you get the rifle marksmanship instruction. You get instructed on how to instruct uh, the rifle marksmanship. And then believe me, it's, it's a lot easier to teach rifle marksmanship after four grueling days in the sun and thousands of rounds uh, than, to, uh, than to try to wing it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you thousands of rounds uh, of experience in it. And as you're learning to shoot, you're also going to be learning uh, the fine points of the technique uh, and the, the skills that are needed for it. And then, uh, then of course, the classroom, the mock apple seed, and then you're ready to instruct. And you get that first uh, apple seed under your belt right then and there. Uh, along with the, during the whole course of this, you're going to be getting history. Uh, and you'll be, asked to be, you'll be asked to give the history to Dahl during this course. So it's a very intense way of getting it. And on top of this, I'm going to add in a bonus of bonding with your fellow boot camp folks. Uh, very rarely will you get a chance to spend eight days in the company of uh, other riflemen. And uh, that's not something to be, uh, to, to be scoffed at. It's a life-changing experience. You're going to make friends there uh, that will be your lifelong friends, <clears throat> guys you can count on. Uh, guys who uh, uh, who are just absolutely great guys. All right, and uh, the uh, the last way, of course, is you can go to what we call an IBC, which is an instructor's boot camp. So you go to a couple of apple seeds, you shoot riflemen, you decide to become an instructor, and you let it be known. Then you register for an instructor boot camp. What you'll do then is you'll go to three days, like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days of instruction where we give you the classroom and we teach you how to instruct. Okay, you've already proven that at the last couple of apple seeds that you can shoot, or that you understand at least uh, uh, the, uh, the basic fundamentals of shooting, enough that you can score 210 or above on the AQT. Then we'll give you the classroom and we'll teach you how to instruct at an apple seed. All right, and then the next weekend, following the IBC, there'll be a, an apple seed and then you will do the instructing at that event. So you don't get as much uh, or as intensely uh, uh, prepared uh, as you do in the full eight days. But a lot of people can't take eight days. They've already taken their vacation or they, or, or they don't get a vacation, uh, like me usually, and uh, this will work out easier for them to do. All right, and right now we have... Uh, <clears throat> We have the Kimmerer Wyoming Boot Camp in Swing. That's May 31st to June 7th. All right, coming up, the uh, uh, the next one is uh, Piru, California. Piru, California, June 14th through the 21st. This is going to be another great uh, chance to become an instructor. You'll be at the uh, Rifleman Boot Camp at Piru, California. Eight grueling days. Uh, once again, if you want to find out uh, 
find out the dates of these, or if you want to uh, to register for them, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's the homepage. Up in the top left-hand corner, you'll see Boot Camps. All right? You click on that. That's a pull-down menu, and it will give you the schedule of events. And you can go to that schedule of events just like you do to the Appleseeds. You'll have one information hotlink and one register hotlink. And that will let you know, uh, or that will allow you to pre-register for the boot camps. Now, also under the pull-down for boot camps is uh, will be info, general info, what to bring, uh, frequently asked questions, etc. Once you've decided to uh, to register for a boot camp, you do that, and you, then you find out the instructor who's teaching it, and then get in touch with him and uh, or her, and they will help you prepare for the boot camp. <clears throat> All right, uh, Stinson, West Virginia, June 14th and 21st. Ramsar, North Carolina, June 28th and July 5th. Wow. That sounds like a great event. A nice, hot June, North Carolina uh, boot camp, which also straddles the July 4th weekend. Fresno, California, August 23rd to the 30th. Ramsar, North Carolina, again, August 30th. Osage Beach, Missouri, October 18th and 25th. And then Davila, Texas, November 8th through the 15th. Now, these uh, have pretty much finished up for the, uh, for the year as far as the ones that we have already scheduled. Uh, the last one was uh, this last weekend in uh, Wyoming. However, that's not going to stop us from setting one up. Uh, if you want to become an instructor, then start talking to uh, somebody about that, and we will get you, uh, we'll do our best to get you uh, an IBC set up. Okay, uh, Mark, I'm going to bring uh, Dinky on with us so she can talk about the Wayland shoot. Dinky, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott, how are you? <laughs> Just fine. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Hi, Dinky. Hey, Mark, how are you? <laughs> good, good. Well, how did it go? Oh, it was something else, I tell you. I, I was really surprised. We had uh, quite a few ladies show up, and they were all young ladies. And for the most part, I mean, we had a few older ones, but uh, a lot of young ladies who had never shot before, and I was really surprised. Uh, these these ladies were eager and ready to go, and I'm telling you, um, it was a good weekend. They learned a lot, and they want to know when the next one's going to be. <laughs> well, that's what I put on my. That's what I put on my post is when's the next one? When's the, when's the next one? Let's don't let's don't lose this momentum. What did they think about uh, the fact that it was an all woman shoot? How did that uh, figure into uh, to how they felt about it beforehand and afterwards? You know, I, I think they really appreciated that, um, and I, I wasn't sure how they was going to react to that. But when we got out there and was working with the ladies, I think they were really inspired by having all the female instructors out there with them. And it, it, I think it encouraged them to know that every lady that was there had already shot riflemen and we've already been where they are now. I mean, they struggled with equipment. They struggled with learning how to uh, um, use the, the rifles. So many of the rifles that the ladies were using on the line with their husbands or boyfriends or so have you. And so they were too big. They were too long for the little petite frames that were trying to use them. And, oh, I tell you, 
they just had all kinds of issues with uh, um, figuring it out. But yet, through it, and they kept going. When we first started, um, the scores were really, really low. And uh, I tell you, by the time we were leaving Sunday, um, most people were in the 170s, you know, and we had several in the 200s, and we actually scored a rifleman. So I was I was really wow. excited. Well, the the AARs, the comments and stuff on the AARs, were really inspiring. I mean, it sounded like these ladies had a great time, and uh, some of the stuff like uh, like figuring out better equipment and stuff. Uh, if we're going to, if we were to, to uh, schedule some more of these, that would be something we could work out. Uh, we could grab some more stocks. I think I've got uh, three or four stocks for uh, for different rifles, uh, 1022s and stuff like that that we could certainly uh, cut down and uh, make available, uh, you know, for them and uh, different equipment that we could make, stuff like that that would make it easier. So I'm really looking forward to to having another one. How about uh, how did, now when it was all over and you did the benediction on Sunday, uh, and then, of course, there's always people that, you know, they hang around, they want to talk. Uh, how did they feel about the event? What did they... What was the uh, what was the general consensus on it, if you will, about uh, not just being an all-female event, but about the program uh, in general, and about the history, and about uh, the seventh step? Well, um, the range owner, um, his name was Rick, and he personally went around and asked all the ladies um, what they thought, and he gathered up a lot of feedback, and he was telling me about it before I left. Um, I actually stayed one more night with him because um, there was a lady there who had shot like a 205 and she told me that she wanted to come back the next morning <laughs> if I would stay overnight so that she can come out and shoot at 6 o'clock in the morning to see if she arrived before she went to work at 9. It was so funny. And all the ladies that uh, Rick had talked to were, were very excited and, and they were so thankful that uh, um, someone whether it was a friend or, you know, someone that they'd heard through from someone else had talked them into coming out to this event. We had school teachers. We had soccer moms. We had beauticians. It was, I was surprised at who all had actually showed up to the shoot. Here, here I thought, you know, uh, um, usually when we see, see folks out at, at shoots, you know, they are, um, you know, married with their husbands or, you know, spend a lot of time with their boyfriends and, you know, they've shot, you know, once or twice. But most of these ladies had never picked up a rifle prior to this shoot. And I, I was just really amazed. And, and, and it was funny how excited they were over this because of the getting the bond with the other ladies, the other lady female instructors there, and getting the bond with each other. And it, it ended up being... Quite the amazing thing. They loved the history. We we had uh, um, Moggett. She was one of our instructors. She came out and, and she did a fantastic history presentation. I, I was so surprised with um, what all that she had talked about. Um, she had charts. She had maps. I mean, it was very detailed. It was really cool. And uh, Trisha, Trisha is uh, um, from Wisconsin, and she she'd come out. And uh, she had done some pretty detailed instruction on the line with the ladies and had just done such a fascinating job. And I, I, I was really surprised. 
Um, we had .5, and if anybody knows who .5 is, she's Amber. She's a little 12-year-old, and uh, tw she wanted to come out to the shoot as well, and her dad drove her out so that she could instruct. And just seeing this little 12-year-old girl just going up and down the line and helping all these all these women, it it, it was just it it was so inspiring. It, it it was I can't even explain to you, Scout, how cool the shoot was. Not just from the females' perspectives, but from the instructors' perspectives as well. It it, it had quite an impact. And uh, I, I I can I, see I, that. I mean, I can I, see that. I knew it was going to happen because. When women come to the shoots, there's there's always a, there's a good thing about it, and you know probably not so good for them. Is one is a good thing is that they never show up with uh, with preconceived uh, notions about shooting or bad habits. Uh, normally, a woman will come and and they'll say, well, you know what, I've never shot before, or I shot once when I was a kid, or something like that, and uh, it's perfect because you can get them up to speed almost as fast as you can get a guy who's been shooting his whole life because they don't have any uh, bad habits they have to undo. You you give them the instruction on what the technique is and stuff like that. And since in their mind, in their inside your mind, you know, you open that file folder, how to shoot, they don't have a bunch of other stuff sitting there they have to fight uh, with. All they have to do is they say, okay, adjust sling. All right, yeah, sure, that's step one, that's what I'll do. Uh, you know, uh, okay, stay the uh, stable shooting position. Okay, and what do they say to do it? And then they follow the steps on that because they don't have anything else that's fighting for control uh, over the instruction that you're giving them. Now, the only thing that I would say is would be not that great about it is normally, you know, there's uh, 25 or 40 uh, sweaty, burly guys there, and uh, you know they're shooting and and, uh, and smoking cigars and scratching and everything else. They're trying to be civil. Uh, God bless them as much as they can, but but it is 30 or 40 burly guys, and uh, if you took that out and instead you put uh, all the women on the line, so now uh, they get a chance to experience what the guys experience. When the guys come down and it's all the guys there and the guys are looking at each other and they're happy about what's going on and they're bonding and they're they're happy because there are other folks of like mind there, other men who can understand uh, what I'm talking about. I don't have to go into a lot of detail to explain something that I'm talking about as far as my feelings about the country and stuff like that because they understand me and you yeah. and I, you bond with them and you you know and this is a perfect way for the women to get the same feeling. We told them the story of well the many stories I guess you could say of the women who um, were present um, on the first day of the revolution and how they had affected um, the turnout of the war and how they had given to the soldiers and because of many of them, you know, the course of history was changed. If, you know, if it hadn't been for, you know, many of the women, uh, things would have played out much different. And they were, I, I guess they were surprised at just how involved not just the men were, but the women as well. And, and it really kind of sank in that it wasn't just the men that marched out, you know, to protect liberty. Everyone did. Not, not just the men, it was the women, it was the kids. Everyone did. And they all supported each other. And, and I think that uh, um, 
that in itself really struck a chord with these women that, you know, it's not, you know, sacrifices aren't just the men. The sacrifices are every American, men, women, what have you. And, and it, it, was really, it was really interesting. It, it, it was really interesting to see, you know, how they responded, you know, basically to the message. And I, I really got to tell you, when, when you have a, um, a shooter from, from your weekend show up and knock on your tent at 6 o'clock in the morning and tell you, don't bother changing out of your pajamas, get your boots on, because I want to go down range now. Come on, don't do your hair, forget it, let's go, chop, chop. You just got to sit there and smile. <laughs> yeah, well, I experienced that here. We had, uh, uh, at the end of the boot camp, you know, we had a couple of people who didn't, they were just a little bit short, just a bit short. And uh, they said, hey, can I please stay? Can I please stay and shoot? Because I don't want to leave without doing this. It's so important to me. And I said, yeah, you most certainly can. Yes, I most certainly will stay here with you, and uh, we'll do it. Because, because man, when somebody tells you it's that important to them, it, it makes it that important to me. I know, uh, exactly. You know, it, I, I'm... Whenever I hear somebody telling me it's that important to them, then I'm going to move heaven and earth for them because it is that important to me. Listen, it sounds like a great shoot. Don't go anywhere unless you've got to get off the line. But I want to bring JB on to uh, to talk about the Pyru, uh, IBC, RBC, and the coming Appleseed because uh, this is a great uh, chance to get the California folks uh, up to a high speed and, and get them uh, – uh, not make them an independent area, but you know to get the uh, the, the instructors that we're going to need for this coming year. Uh, JB, welcome to the show. Hey, Scout, how's it going? Just dandy. I'm really I, I loved hearing about the Wayland uh, Iowa shoot because I knew it was going to end up being really good, and I'm hoping yeah. that uh, that those guys stay together. Uh, I posted this on the AAR for it. I hope they stay together and and continue to cement that bond that they made. And use it to help them bring in even more. And uh, I've told people before about about women in Appleseed. One of the reasons I love them so much is because I'm telling you, uh, of the women in Appleseed that I've met, there's not a single slacker in the bunch. Uh, whenever I when I uh, have dealings with an Appleseed female, let me tell you, you ask her to get something done, and it gets done. Uh, of course, one of the first women I met in the program like that was. Uh, D.W. Dragonwood, who's a master instructor now, and if you want something done and you ask her to do it, it's going to get done. It's going to get done in triplicate, uh, and it's going to get done, uh, you know, a week before it's due, etc. And all of the uh, apple seed ladies are like that. Uh, yep. So I'm just, I'm very, I'm very happy with them. All right, I'm, I'm monopolizing the time. Go ahead, JB. Hey, just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming RBC out there in California, and. Uh, and maybe pump that up a little bit. Uh, it, it is the first ever uh, RWVA Rifleman's Boot Camp to be held in California, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to be running that one. It's coming up uh, starting uh, 14th, Sunday the 14th, and running through that week, and there's an apple seed to follow. And uh, right now we've got about seven or eight people pre-rigged. I expect maybe probably a dozen or so people by the time it's over with. Uh, camping on site, of course. Uh, Bob Two Ten's been working diligently out there, and uh, he's got a uh, 
primitive shower, not as nice as yours, of course, but a primitive shower rig. <laughs> and uh, it will have the usual facilities. And, uh, of course, they have a long-range component. Uh, the, the owner of the, of the range out there, Mike, has a, uh, a, a KD range reserve for us for an entire day, maybe a little bit more. And uh, uh, we can range steel out to about 600 yards, I believe. If you want to really elevate the tube, so to speak, you can go out to about 1,000. Because uh, the range just continues on up the side of the mountain, um, but we're going to do some really good uh, KD stuff uh, that known distance for those that are not into the acronyms. <laughs> and uh, we've got a few things we're going to try that are new. Uh, I've, I've added a few things to the to the POI, uh, especially in the advanced rifleman area that I want to try, and a couple things that we've never done a, at a boot camp. So it'll be a first for that too. And uh, just want to encourage people if you can just uh, make it happen somehow. Come on out and uh, you know, set aside, do, do whatever it takes. Set aside that that week and come on out, and you will never regret it. Anybody that's been to an Appleseed uh, boot camp, an RWDA boot camp, will tell you, you will not regret it. Yeah, you won't. It'll be a lifelong memory. And listen, you'll only go to your first RBC one time, and uh, and it will last you. Your whole life. The first one I went to, uh, I think my lucky stars uh, that JB was uh, there, and he has become my mentor. He's a guy I try and, and model myself after because JB is extremely professional, and uh, he does a great job at the RBCs. I wish he could. Uh, I wish we could somehow uh, explain to the airline company that he was a much greater asset to his country in teaching RBCs than he is uh, flying jets. So <laughs> I may try and do that well. still. <laughs> I may try and do that still. They should, they could say should still pay him, but they should allow him to just uh, continue to teach at the RBCs. We had a great time. And we have uh, I struck up friendships that I know are going to be with me the rest of my life. I know that. Perfect. And these aren't the, the sorry uh, friends who somehow or other I got stuck with early on in life. These are good guys, good folks, Americans, patriots, uh, yep. folks who think uh, a lot like I do because they did the same thing. They took off time out of their busy schedule. They went to a, uh, a, a hot, toasty oven and climbed into it and worked, off, worked their butts off for uh, eight days in the heat because it meant something to them, because their country meant something to them. Yep. And it was a, it was fantastic. JB was there. Uh, Son of Martha was there, and uh, Son of Martha is another man who I have the greatest respect for. He's another patriot. He's a professional, and uh, that's who you find at these uh, at these events. Who will be with you? Uh, you'll be you, Dragonwood, and who else? Uh, the full full timers that are going to be there, uh, Dragonwood, and I'll be there, and uh, Stop. He's one of the California guys, Red Hat. He'll be there, from what I understand, uh, full-time. And we've got a handful of part-timers coming through that will be rotating through, you know, a day here and there, a couple right. of days. And uh, and, and I, I'm highly encouraging that because uh, uh, the guys out there in California have, for the most part, never seen an RBC. And uh, so the Red Hats, I'm highly encouraging the Red Hats to come out and uh, – uh, if you want to instruct a little, that's good. If you want to sit through the, some of the classes and, and that sort of thing, I highly encourage it because it would be nice to have uh, a bunch of uh, red hats out there 
that have seen this stuff done, so the next one that comes along, they can help out, they can run it. And, uh, you know, that's that's the, the whole idea behind Appleseed is uh, you, you train your replacement. You train somebody else to train somebody else to train somebody else. Right. And uh, and, and so that's, that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, and I want to say this again, is that if you'd like to become an Appleseed instructor, uh, this is going to be the best way of doing it. Now, I know it's hard to carve out eight days uh, for, for anything, let alone uh, uh, something that you might consider a hobby or, uh, you know, or, or a uh, sporting pastime or something. However, if you're going to do this, if you're going to figure this out uh, as far as instructing, this is going to be the best way to do it. Nowhere else uh, on the trail at the IBCs, nowhere are you going to get what you're going to get in these eight days in California. I'm telling you right now, they're going to uh, they're going to get information, skills, techniques. They're going to pile it about six feet deep on top of your head, and then both JB and uh, uh, Dragonwood are going to get on top of it and jump up and down until it is compressed into your brain. You're never going to learn in one place all of these things as proficiently uh, as you will at the RBC. Uh, yep. Otherwise, you're going to spend your time at uh, apple seeds. Uh, doing uh, apple seed after apple seed, and you will learn it. You will learn it, but uh, the problem that you're going to face is that until the uh, 15th or 20th apple seed, you're going to have folks coming up. And you're going to they're going to be asking you questions about. Listen, what am I doing wrong here? What is this doing? Are you going to go down to the uh, uh, to the targets line? And you're going to look at some of the targets and you're going to say, Wow, what is this? What does this mean right here? And you're going to have to ask yourself, what does it mean? Because you're not really sure because you never got the information in a good, uh, hard, compressed package. That's what we're going to do for you at the California RBC. We're going to give you a good, solid, hardcore uh, package of this knowledge, and uh, you're going to take it with you the rest of your life. Absolutely. You're going to get uh, uh, much more in depth. Those of you that have been to an apple seed and have taught at an apple seed, you know what we mean when we talk about learning like drinking from the fire hose. Um, this is a lot slower pace in that you're not getting all that knowledge crammed into two days. It's spread out over a week. But the depth of knowledge and the depth of the training is so much better. And probably a third or so of the camp is spent learning things and doing things that you'll never see at an apple seed things that we don't have time to do that are there we call it the advanced rifleman part uh, of, of the camp and you'll never see it anywhere except at, a, at an RBC at a boot camp so if you have the opportunity absolutely you're going to want to come out and see this uh, this is stuff that will apply to the very basics of, uh, of shooting all the way up to uh, making uh, uh, you know sub sub four minute groups out to I don't know, five, six, seven, eight hundred yards. Right. And uh, we've seen it. You've seen it right there at, at your place. Uh, we brought people over on the KD range, and I remember the evening that we we shot out to seven hundred yards, and uh, some people were pretty amazed at their results. So yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm still amazed at Steve. I'm still amazed at Steve uh, getting in the uh, uh, the uh, seated position and uh, busting off a magazine uh, from his AK. 
into the target at 700 uh, meters. That was uh, right. that was pretty amazing to me. <laughs> uh, that yeah. certainly dispels the myth uh, of you being safe, uh, you know, uh, out beyond four or 500 meters from the AK, because uh, that target sure showed that uh, <laughs> that it that it was a doable situation. And you're also going to make your but proof once again, it, it's, it's not the rifle, it's the rifleman. That's it. And you're going to meet folks that, uh, as I said, are going to become lifelong friends. Uh, you're, going to be, you're going to be really surprised at the quality of the people that you meet there. Uh, the seriousness, the quality, uh, the honor, the courage of these people. Uh, it sounds like I'm, going to, like I'm feeding you a line or like I'm hyping it up. But I'm not. Uh, when it was told to me, I thought the same thing. I thought, man, this, uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds great. Uh, but uh, until I got there, until I met the folks, uh, until I went through, uh, you know, the uh, the week there with them, uh, I didn't believe it. But afterwards, uh, sir, I was certainly a believer. Uh, do this for yourself, all right? It's not going to get easier to do it as time slides by. Uh, the easiest time that you're going to be able to do it is right here and right now in California. And, and once again, it's like you said, you'll, 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 you'll not regret it. You'll never forget your very first uh, RBC. And this is an opportunity to make history. This is California's first. And you will forever be linked with California, the very first RBC held in California. And it's, there's a matter of pride that goes with that. And I can tell you because uh, uh, I, I was – uh, a shooter at the very first RBC ever, and uh, you know now we we call our RBCs, we we designate them with a number uh, based on the date. For instance, back in February in Ramsour, we had uh, Ramsour 209 for February of 09, and uh, RBC one is RBC one. <laughs> There's no date. It's the very first RBC. And I suspect we'll come up with something pretty similar to that probably for California. So it's it's a it's a definitely a uh, a, a matter of pride. I was at the very first California RBC. Right, and we're not going to give you a chance to forget your uh, your RBC. Uh, we're going to uh, you, normally we're going to uh, crank out a uh, a patch or a rocker with the date on it, and uh, from then, from that day onward, if you go to the one in uh, in uh, Piru, from that day onward, when you hear the word when you hear the uh, the word Piru mentioned. Uh, then you are going to immediately shout out, JB. You're going to shout out, uh, what the heck are we, 609? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're going to immediately shout it out because that's you. All right, that's you from then on. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be like a, uh, a signature for you is yep. who you are with. Who, who did you go through? Who was your instructor? How did you learn the program and when and where? And, uh, you know, it's a source of pride for a lot of folks. It is for me. Uh, you know, yep. I went to Ramsar uh, because uh, because that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Ramsar. I wanted to go to the home range. And uh, it was still, that was one of the early boot camps, too. And uh, I, I, I believe your your boot camp was probably the one where we started that, started the uh, the, de- the designators. Where it was acquired that every time you heard the word Ramsour, you had to shout out, you know, 807 or whatever your boot camp was, and right. uh, uh, proved the point. 
uh, what was it, Friday Friday night, I think. We all went down to the corral with, to uh, eat, and Fred was there, and, and we were all sitting back here in a back room, and uh, I just leaned over to Fred and said, watch this. And I said, um, Ramsour. And immediately everybody in the room shouted, 807, to the top of their lungs, and the entire restaurant stopped and got quiet and looked around. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of thing it was. They were, yeah. they were they were proud of their uh, of their class. So, yeah, everybody did. I still remember the look on Fred's face because he was uh, he didn't have any prior knowledge to it, and uh, yeah. he was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was amazing. Uh, okay, well, anything else about the upcoming one? Now, I noticed uh, when I was just giving out the the RBCs and the IBCs that there was an IBC scheduled. Uh, for the end, uh, for the for last week in Kimmermere. Right. Okay. How did yep. that one go? Did you? Uh, I haven't, haven't seen much about. It. I saw I saw an initial AAR that I think Risky Business had put out. Okay. I haven't seen anything since then. So they are uh, uh, probably still in the midst of of all of that. Okay. And and have, having a RBC? great time, no doubt. Right. How, what about the last uh, uh, RBC that you went to? Last one I did was uh, February at uh, Ramsour. Okay. And, and uh, uh, that was a uh, that was a good one. They all are, but that was a that was another really good one. That was uh, I, I don't know what what the difference was, but but uh, the quality of shooters was just fantastic. We were actually a day ahead of schedule on wow. the shooting, which allowed us to do. A lot of advanced rifleman stuff and a lot of uh, known distance uh, pop ups. Oh, definitely had the pop ups going. A lot of fun there. Now the picture on the uh, web page that uh, goes with the uh, the boot camp, the RBC page, that is uh, that is from the isn't that from the February '07 camp? I believe so. Yeah. So it's uh, it's got the uh, the big open uh, tarp there and the fire. Uh, I can't see who's in the picture, but I yeah, remember I, that was I remember uh, that, about it. that was the guy. If you look in, if you look in that picture, that was uh, we called that the uh, Ramsour Civic Center. That was okay. the big tarp that we put up to reflect the heat of the of the fire. Uh, and if you look back <laughs> in the middle of that picture, you'll see uh, a very raggedy-looking, very skinny, very uh, inexperienced-looking the guy. Yeah, that that was his boot camp, and. Uh, he was there and uh, hanging tight. Uh, anybody that knows him, you know what I'm talking about. He had just gone through a transplant, and uh, it was all he could do to crawl out of the sack some mornings. But he was on that line, and he was shooting, and he was learning. And uh, look at him now. You know, look at him now. Yeah. Uh, the, the other guy. The other guy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other the other guy in that picture is uh, Elmo. That's Ornell's brother. Uh, but yeah, that was a great camp, fantastic camp. Two great shooters right there. Hmm. Well, that's pretty amazing. Well, listen, I, uh, I don't want the. Uh, uh, are you? Yeah, Mark and Dinky, y'all still online? You guys jump in. Uh, jump in when you're yeah. ready. Hey, okay. Well, I, I wanted to. Uh, we'll get to a point where y'all pause. Uh, Rick, how you doing? I haven't seen you in over a year now. Oh man, uh, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, you too, sir. And uh, if somebody is listening in California and they're considering going to this boot camp, I've been to a 
two boot camps with uh, Junior Birdman and Dragonwood, and uh, she's actually a big part of me slowing down on my stage one and getting every shot in. And uh, if you have a chance, get to this boot camp. It's going to be first rate. Uh, you have some great instructors there. Highly encourage it. And Dinky, I saw you are going to Davila in June. Be sure to get there a little early because uh, I know we do round up some of those snakes. Scott can tell you more about that. <laughs> I, I know she was talking to Tracer Fire about that, and he and I are, became real, real, like Scout said, you, you have lifelong friends. This guy lives in Indiana. We've ne- we never seen each other. We call each other all the time. You, you meet some really good people in this program. And uh, he was telling me about a conversation he had with Dinky. But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, I just want to mention about that, the, that this is, uh, I, I just want to put out real quick that yeah, funny that you should mention that because uh, this year has been an unbelievable year for snakes. I mean, they are everywhere. <laughs> it's hard for me to believe. I even went into the, the camper that was there, and I thought, certainly there'll be no snakes in here. Guess what? Everywhere. They were in the campers. Uh, they were in the closets. Uh, people kept shaking them out of their boots. It was, it was pretty unbelievable. But listen, Dinky, it'll be no problem. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> And you get to keep all you catch, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have only heard the stories Scott had told, I'm terrified of I I'm like completely traumatized. That is just wrong, Mark. That's so wrong. You didn't even say that. <laughs> well, when when uh, Dragonwood was getting ready to come down, she was trying to decide on whether she should come down or not. And I was I wanted to see how dedicated she was. And she said, yeah, I think I can come down, but I'll probably need some place to stay. And I said, no problem. Uh, we have this house that you can stay in. And I proceeded to tell her about how it was kind of old. It was about 100, 120 years old. Uh, matter of fact, it was so old that uh, it had never had uh, actual floors installed. It just had dirt that had been pounded down and hardened. And, uh, and there was no indoor plumbing, and, uh, but there was, a, there was an outhouse that was fairly clean, uh, although – there seemed to be a lot of snakes in the outhouse, and uh, I just went on and on. I just kept pushing it further and further to see uh, how far she would go. And finally, uh, on the brink, she sent, she sent me, a, a, I think, a PM with like a lot of the words you could tell they were misspelled because I'm sure she was trembling. And, uh, and she, uh, she actually still, uh, you know, muscled up, and, uh, and uh, she came down and she went to it. Of course, she was very happy, of course, to find that it did have floors and air conditioners and everything else. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. Hey, Mike, you know what? While we've been talking, and of course I'm paying attention to y'all, but I've also been checking my PMs. Remember I said two of the riflemen from this last weekend contact me about uh, wanting to get involved? Mm-hmm. I just got the message from the third guy, and he definitely wants in. So Perfect. that's it. Three riflemen, three I- ITs. Fantastic. That is. Yeah. That sounds really good. <laughs> good deal. Well, look, my phone's about to die, uh, so I'm going to let y'all go. Rick, y'all have a great shoot. Say hello to Dragon for me. And, I'll uh, do that. Good y'all take you care. Guys. Yeah, you too. And I'm sure I'll see you on the trail. You know I'm going to be in California, and, and I'll, I will get in contact with you because I, I really am going to try to sneak out and uh, get a day over there. So Fantastic. let's see what it. happens. Yeah. Okay, y'all take care, and thanks for your hard work. We'll see okay. you around. Thank you, Mike. Bye, y'all. Bye. Uh, did, uh, we were talking about having a get-together uh, in California. 
with some of the staff and stuff, and to uh, perhaps have it coincide with the RBC. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, sometimes things like that are hard to do because there's so much that you have to do at the uh, RBCs that it's hard really to, to break off any time for anything else. But I think that uh, I think that we were thinking about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and in a, a pretty nice venue, too, from what I understand, if we can pull it off. Um, uh, I, I'd like to see it. I, I don't get a chance to uh, visit much with people. Like you say, when you get when you start doing the RBCs and things, um, it takes up a tremendous amount of time uh, in the weeks leading up to it and probably a week or so even after it. And once you're there, it's it's literally nonstop. Uh, yeah. If you're not working, it's when you're, when you're asleep. And it's uh, yeah, when I, we've very done, long uh, I think I've done five now, and uh, they are. They are, uh, I mean, they're they're absolutely wonderful, and then they're horrible. Uh, you've got all the stuff, uh, you're, you're moving at 100 miles an hour, trying to get ready, get ramped up for it, get the location ready, because I'm here at this location, so usually I have to do a lot of work to get it ready, get my chores out of the way so that I can try and have uh, as much free time as possible to do it. And then you go right into the instruction, and the instruction is, uh, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got weeks and weeks of instruction that we're going to give you in one week. Now, don't let that put the fear into you because we've already proven we can do it. We've developed a way to do it, and it works out great. But we have a lot of instruction to give you, so we can't, we can't mess around with it. You'll find that time is, is at a premium at an apple seed, but we do get the information to you that you need, and usually uh, you'll get some extras, some nice extras. But yep. the bad part is, is that at the end, here you are, you've been living this life, eight hard, fast days in the company of riflemen, and then all of a sudden, bang, they yank the rug out from under you, and it's over. And uh, now you got to go back into the real world, and man, that's right. hard. That's right. I know the last time I left your place, I think I told you, from that RC, um, I didn't turn the radio on. I didn't turn the cell phone on. I didn't want the real world to intrude into my little world. I was savoring that boot camp for probably the first six or seven hours, just, you know, in my head, going over that stuff again. Uh, like I've said a million times, man, it, there's no better place to be than in the company of riflemen. And, uh, and that's across the board. I don't care if it's five people at an apple seed or, or two dozen at an RBC or what. It's uh, it's always better in the company of riflemen. Well, when I got through with the uh, uh, with the Ramsher event, uh, everybody else was gearing up that Sunday night to go home, and I was thinking, I I just I, I just I don't want to do it. Uh, I I don't want to do it. I want to you know. I had a long way to drive too. I said, uh, you know, a few more hours isn't going to kill me. And uh, I, uh, I just sat there that night and I just thought about all that had occurred uh, during the previous week. And you know, I just, uh, I just relaxed. And uh, I'm glad I did because uh, the next morning, uh, Fred showed up while I was uh, uh, finishing striking the camp, and. Uh, I got a chance just to to sit there and talk. We were we were only going to talk for about uh, ten or fifteen minutes. We we agreed on that before we started, and then about three hours later, uh, <laughs> I, I told him uh, I told him bye, and 
uh, right. and got on the road. That's how it is. That's how it is. Uh, you know, around the campfire, or in the summertime, we typically don't have a campfire, but we all still sit around and and uh, and talk. And uh, you, you go into the thing, you know, telling yourself, okay, well, I'm I'm only going to stay up till about till about nine. I've got to get in bed because we're going to get up early in the morning. Right. And then about midnight, you're telling yourself, okay, I've really got to get to bed. I got to get to bed now. I got to. And and <laughs> along about one a.m., you'll finally drag yourself over to the bed and get a couple hours of sleep. But it's you know what? I've never regretted a single minute. Yeah, Never. yeah, it has been fantastic, and even the grueling days, uh, you know, I, uh, mine was an August event, and uh, it was toasty. I'm telling you, it was toasty. If you've been around uh, North Carolina in August, I don't have to explain it to you. It's a it's a toasty situation, and uh, it was uh, it was very grueling work. Uh, even making it uh, more grueling was our furious leader, was the son of Martha, who uh, he came there to teach. And I'm telling you, not spare a minute. So here's a guy. Uh, he's a, a stocky, hardcore guy, full of information and skill, and extremely intelligent. Uh, and he's packing a uh, uh, like a gallon and a half backpack and a can of Folgers crystals. So he's chewing the Folgers crystals and uh, drinking the water out of his backpack. And uh, you're shooting, and uh, because because he is watered up and is not tired, then you are not tired, and you don't need water. And uh, right. you're going to get some shit. That, that, uh, that was the camp <laughs> where, where, where he decided that a minute was too long, and that yeah. he's shorting a minute to 37 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Minute, a minute is too long. He's going to, uh, he would find some type of arcane uh, e- Egyptian uh, equation in order to subvert time and, and change one minute to allow it to, only to have, 37 seconds, and uh, uh, he did a great job. He was a, a yep. good man, and as I said, you know, I, I'm never going to forget uh, that RBC. So, yep. well, another thing too, you know, you guys, if you if you're if you're out there and you're uh, you're you're not on the forum, that kind of thing, you don't have a screen name. Believe me, before the <laughs> before the RBC is over, you will have a screen name. Yeah, <laughs> you will do something, or we will assign you a screen name. You may not like it. That's why it's good to show up with one. Yeah, but there's a lot of screen names out there that you see that were earned, and uh, there's a story behind them. And uh, the stories you'll have after after a boot camp are are just treasures. You'll 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 replay them in your head over and over and over. They're they're just fantastic. Yeah, if you get, have a screen name, we'll get you one. You, yeah. You look at the forum and you find a screen, uh, you find somebody's name, and it, it says something strange, uh, like a respiratory pop or something like that. And you say, or, or tracer fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do they get a name like that? Well, here's your answer. All you got to do is show up to an RBC without a handle, and we will give you one. Yep. All right. Well, Scott, I just want to get a worry about the, about the RBC coming up, and, uh, and uh, California's getting fired up over it. And if you have a, any way possible, guys, if you can just make it happen, make it happen. It will be worth your while. And uh, come on out. I'll be happy to, to meet any and all of you. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, got a few, like I said, a few new things that uh, I'm going to try out that we have never seen at an RBC. And I think you'll enjoy them. And uh, come out and come out and, uh, and spend some some quality time. Uh, I've said it before. You you will you will never know the value of uh, time. And ammunition well spent, unless you've been to one of these things. That's it. That's it. Thanks, JB. 
Thank hey, you. No God problem. bless you. And, and I hope uh, I hope that I'll get a chance to see you soon. Just like you said, uh, uh, the higher up in the program you get, the less chances you get to see some of your buddies. That doesn't make them any exactly. less your buddy. It just makes them farther away, and uh, you know, and you get less chances to see them. But you know, then when you finally do, it's it's well worth it. So I, I miss you, and we're looking forward to seeing you. That was uh, Rebecca that was uh, asking you uh, uh, when are we going to see you again. Uh, yeah, we're hoping that you come back uh, this way again when you can. Like I said, I know it's going to get it's harder and harder to get out here now. But, oh, uh, I'm planning on. We still have your chair, yours and DW's chair, sitting there by the fire. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for the time, and uh, you guys come on out. Okay. I'll be happy to happy to meet you there. I'm really looking forward to it. Will do, brother. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Dinky, you still there? Are you uh? Are you Not apple chicken? What's that? So, I was your scout. Now, did you go to the RBC? Um, which one? I don't think you. No, I mean to uh, as a uh, attendee, you just uh, hit the trail hard and fast, right? Um. Well, this spring, um, back in February, I went out for four days as a shooter. Because it was kind of my mini vacation. It was the only time I was going to get a shoot. But all the rest of them, yeah, I've pretty much been on the shelf for. That's what I mean. I mean, once you once you became an instructor, or, or you went to the Appleseed, but then you didn't get a chance to go to an RBC when you started. You just hit the trail as a as an on-the-trail uh, instructor and then uh, proceeded to uh, knock them out one after the other. Oh, I gotcha. Um, actually, initially, I had gone to an RBC. Um, I went to um, one out in Evansville, Indiana, and then I came out for... Um, you showed up for two days months. out here once. I did. I did. Three weeks after being out at Evansville, Indiana, I, um, I came out to uh, your place for about four days. So I actually went to an RBC first, um, but that was um, several months before I hit the trail. Because at that time, I wasn't sure I wanted to be an instructor. I, I you know, really wasn't uh, all that committed to the program, quite honestly. And uh, But, I, of course, I tell everybody, when you know, after going to Indiana, I wasn't sure, you know, what I really wanted to do. But it was actually going out to your place and in November that uh, actually got me pulled into the program and coming out and meeting you and I mean, all the folks that were out in Davila. And, uh, of course, I sat through the winter. Um, just mulling it over, and then when spring got here, yep, I turned around, I hit the trail, and I was like, all right. So I tell everybody, Scott, if I'd never met you, I'd never been in the program. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that seems, you know, it was just, uh, it, it was at, in in real time, uh, that was just a few days ago, but it seems almost like I an know. eternity, doesn't it? It, it does. Uh, it, you know, it, I mean, that was a couple years ago, and, I, and you really think about that, and I'm like, was it really? And it's like, yeah, it really was. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, we got to uh, spend some time and get together again in Kentucky. And listen, that uh, I'm going to keep pushing uh, for these staff meetings because uh, everybody got stoked, things went well, and uh, and a lot of the folks that showed up there. Number one, they were already uh, producers. Yourself, Mean Streaker, Hawkhaven. Uh, they were all folks who were actually already producing, but when you go to a staff meeting, uh, you all get together face-to-face and work, it really amps you up. Not only that, but there is no way in the world you would ever 
even if you sat at your computer and typed out PM after PM, 24 hours a day uh, for seven days, would you ever get uh, the same thing that you would get from two days uh, in a face-to-face? Because, oh, I uh, We hammered out a lot of stuff, but the only problem is is that uh, you really need to do it uh, once every, at a minimum, once every 60 days. You know, we need to have we need to be having face to faces uh with the membership uh every sixty days or so. You're not gonna get to get it done at an Apple seed. You've got too much going on. Or an RBC. You're not gonna get that done. What you need to do is have a separate uh chance to sit down and talk about just uh, the logistics of the program and how to get that accomplished, how to tame that uh, beast. So I'm hoping that we can have we can do some more of those. Did I lose you? Nope, you didn't. I was okay. here. I was reading uh, the after action reports for this weekend on on the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some good ones, uh, and of course, I put in there uh, right as they started posting that. Uh, I'm sure hope that that you guys stick together. That you that you uh, that you use that bond that you made. Uh, and just continue to strengthen it because they sure seemed like a bunch of good folks. And, uh, you know, you go to an Appleseed, RBC, IBC, uh, whatever you do, and you, you have an intense weekend, and on Sunday, uh, you know, when you're doing the benediction and you're, and you're talking to everybody, everybody is hyped up. They're hot with that Appleseed buzz. And uh, it's almost like, a t- you know, five cups of coffee. Even if you... Uh, even when you've worked worked your butt off for two days in a hot uh, environment and stuff, uh, at the end of the shoot, you're you're just riding on the uh, on the adrenaline and the good feeling that you're getting from uh, your fellow apple seeders. <clears throat> However, you know that will uh, that will you will go back down, and uh, the real world will intrude upon. Uh, the company of, of riflemen that you keep. But you can uh, continue through uh, telephone calls, emails, uh, stuff like that. You can continue to nurture that bond and uh, to strengthen that bond between you guys, and I, and I hope that you do. You know what was really kind of cool about uh, this weekend? Old Glory came out, and... Uh, um, she uh, she asked me if I wanted her to come out as an instructor, and I said she could do whatever she wanted, but it would be really cool if, you know, if she didn't really want to instruct, if she came out to um, be a shooter so that she could give us feedback on the line and, you know, see how all the ladies did, you know, from a shooter's perspective. Now, the reason I want the little glory to come out is because one of my instructors is her daughter-in-law, and uh, I really wanted her to get the opportunity to see how her daughter-in-law did instructing. And, I mean, Trisha did a fantastic job. But this was the coolest thing. Old Glory, <laughs> being, the, being the wonderful, sweet lady that she is, made iron-ons for our Appleseed T-shirts. You know the T-shirts that we give out for oh, yeah. everybody uh-huh. that comes for two days? These were little iron-on. Um, they were red and blue rockers. You know, just like the rockers that goes on our jackets, but they were iron-ons for the sleeve of our Apple Peach shirts that said Waylon Title Nine, and it was really kind of cool. And all the ladies were like, "Wow!" Because you know, the only people that will have those are those who showed up. 
Oh, and Broken Sling. Broken Sling. I don't know if we officially gave him one, but uh, that's point five dad since he was our manservant for the weekend. He, uh, you know, <laughs> and he was like, can I have a rocker? And I, I think Blur was like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, the verdict, might, the, the jury might still be out on whether Broken Sling ever got a, a, a rocker or not, but all the way there got rockers before there, and nobody else will have them but, but the ladies, so it was really kind of cool. Well, so. listen, if we if you guys brought uh, one more Oh Glory or one more Pinky to the program, then then it was worth it ten times over, okay? Let me tell you what, I can't say it enough. I had a lady kicking my tent door at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I still haven't got over that yet. She's like, are you leaving the night? And she goes, I know, it's like, you know, nine or ten hour drive home for you. And I'm like, I could say. She goes, because I'm going to be back in the morning if you're still here. And I'm like, Okay, you know, if you if you want to come out, that's fine. It's six o'clock in the morning. You can't be serious. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So uh, yeah, we went down and, and shot for about an hour and a half before she went to work, and it, it was I'd never seen anybody so. I mean, I'd never seen anybody so transformed. I and I, and it was really a transformation from okay, we're going to come here and check this out to oh my gosh, I want to shoot now. Get up. <laughs> So, and I'll, I'll tell you something else that was more interesting. Um, on Sunday, I, I gave him a, a chat about uh, me being a sleeping American. And I said, you know, about three or four years ago, you could have considered me a sleeping American, and it was true. You know, hard to admit now, but it was true. And spending time with Appleseed has, has pretty much changed my life completely. You know, and... and uh, I look at things different now, and and I talk to him a little bit about, you know, how my eyes are open, and I understand how important it is now to get involved and, and to do certain things and not let, you know, the rights we have now dissipate. And uh, it was funny because here I, I'm thinking, you know, these are all, you know, beauticians, soccer moms, teachers, all, you know, just, you know, average ladies, and I thought, you know, that they were in the same position I was. But you wouldn't believe it, Scout. They were like, we know. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. It totally caught me off guard. They were like, we know. <laughs> and I, I didn't expect that. The quality of the women that showed up, I, I was just stunned. I, I, I couldn't even, They were just like, why, why, are you, why are you telling this us? We already know this. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so awesome. You <laughs> ladies are the best. So, uh yeah, well, well, I, stay on them. Stay on them, and uh, and like I said, do you, I know it's not all up to you, but uh, but try and 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 keep the folks, uh, you know, keep them uh, keep them going, keep them uh, uh, well, Rick, in the right direction. Rick, this was a cool thing about um, Rick setting up the the range out on his farm, is that you know he let all the ladies know that if they don't have a range to go to, that his farm is always from now on out open to anybody that wants to come out there and it will always be here. If they want to show up anytime during the week or on the weekends, anytime they want to come and shoot, that range is completely 100% available to them. And I, I was I was just so, I, I, I was so basically thankful for Rick. I, I'm not even kidding. These ladies were like, really? <laughs> and so I, I think the uh, range, the new range out there is going to be rather quite busy, Scout, quite honestly. So, well, that's yeah. great. You know, and I tell everybody who shows up here, on Sunday, whenever they, at the end of the day on Sunday, I say, listen, you guys are members of the family now, all right? 
the the this location this range is not a public range i don't uh, uh nobody comes here but apple cedars i said uh, but you guys are members of the family now and that means you can come anytime you want it doesn't have to be uh, an apple seed event you can come uh, anytime you want just let me give me a heads up let me know you're on the way you are welcome to come out uh, it will make you feel at home when you're here because Appleseed is a family. Appleseed isn't just a, a, a shooting organization. Uh, there are side benefits to it, and uh, part of it is is that you get new family members. You get new brothers, new sisters, uh, new best friends, and uh, and everybody is always welcome here, you know, once, oh, they, once they've been to Appleseed. I know. Isn't, isn't that, I mean, isn't that just the most wonderful thing about Appleseed? It, it really is. It, you know, it, no matter where you go, you find people with open hearts and open homes, and it's just fantastic. I, I really got to admit it. Um, there was, uh, um, I had a, uh, an instructor on the line. Her, her name was the Blonde, and she really um, drove some points home because she was from New York. And uh, she was telling the ladies there about how, you know, they get the shoot. And in New York, they don't get a shoot. <laughs> and uh, that kind of opened some eyes. And then we had uh, Mama Bear, the sweetest, fan- most fantastic instructor ever. This was her first time instructing ever. And she came out, she wanted to come up from Missouri just specifically to be at the shoot. And I, I tell you, she ran the line. She did all kinds of stuff. She uh, She interacted with the students. It was fantastic. And she had this. Wonderful little Missouri accent, and it was just the greatest thing to hear. And and I tell you what, she was like a mother kin kind of. She was just so wonderful, and she actually brought um, one of the state coordinator's daughters, the Missouri state coordinator, um, his daughter out to the shoot with her. And uh, um, all all the way home, I, I my from what I hear, um, the um, Chris had given me a call about his daughter coming home. She was on the actually shot rifleman. And uh, um, all the way home, I guess they had really good conversations about, you know, the, the shoot. And um, she, the daughter is now, her name was uh, um, Kira. Kira has stepped up to be an instructor. So she went home. Not only did she come out and shot Rifleman, she actually went home with the orange hat. So I, I think that was probably a pretty good surprise for Chris when his daughter came home and, and uh, she had her patch in her orange hat. Orange hat. So it's getting to be a family thing now because it's not only dad, now it's the daughter too, and all the other daughters are going to be jealous. <laughs> the Missouri accent. So could she say? Could she say? Uh, uh, you pay me when you see me again, Josie Wales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said a whole lot of stuff. So I mean, it was little clips like that, and all kinds of crazy things, and she was just adorable. Her pictures are actually on the. Uh, um, on the after action report, and you can see her smiling and stuff up and interacting with the ladies. And I tell you, she she was just wonderful. Um, actually, all of them that came out were fantastic. So uh, um, I, I I was really impressed with the instructors just as much as the, the ladies that that came out to shoot. And it, this was this was something that definitely needs to be repeated, Scout. So I, I'll have to you know uh, always uh, um, make sure that we we remember get that. Them, yeah, get them to help you get another one on the line. Ready to go while they're still uh, nice and toasty with this one. Listen, Janky, uh, God bless you for the work that you're doing, and uh, and Lord knows uh, that uh, we all love you to death, and uh, <laughs> and we hope that we we hope that you take some energy from that. Uh, I want to tell everybody tonight, thanks all the folks that have called in and and spoke about the RBCs and the Appleseeds and Vince and stuff like that, and a special big thanks as always 
uh, to all the folks in the chat room, uh, including you, Dinky, because uh, I really depend on on you guys to handle uh, steering new folks toward uh, the direction they're supposed to go and stuff like that while this show was going on, and you guys do a great job of that. Be sure and read the AAR for the uh, Wayland, Iowa shoot, and then uh, be sure to tune in again this coming uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and uh, we will see you again then. Thanks, Dinky, and uh, we will see you on the trail this next uh, weekend. You have a good one, Scout. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good evening. <laughs> All righty. Good night.